Welcome back to day 12 of the Stars Lockdown Conversation Podcast. We're going to be chatting to you every day throughout lockdown about your lockdown experiences. Uh, today I'm joined by Abby Shetty, a consultant psychiatrist from Sheffield. Abby, thank you so much for coming and having a chat with us today. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's really lovely to be able to talk to you about this because I think it's a, something that a lot of people out there will perhaps have, have been touched by but generally will be quite interested in, um, which is obviously your specialty is mental health, which 2020 is definitely the year that I think even for people who've never experienced struggles before, mental health issues perhaps came knocking. Uh, what do you think some of the, the major triggers are that have been facing us this year? Yeah, um, you're absolutely right, Nick. That, um, uh, there have been many surveys and uh, one of them said that about 80% of people in the UK have been affected by some mental health problem. Um, usually it's worry uh, or stress. Um, um, sometimes it's sort of anxiety, um, depression, uh, panic feelings, uh, you know, problems with sleep, uh, problems with sort of um, uh, uh, alcohol or drug problems. Um, so it, it's a range of uh, difficult sort of uh, symptoms people have experienced uh, because of the lockdown, because of the uncertainty associated with the uh, pandemic and uh, feeling isolated and not being able to see their friends and family, uh, worried about their jobs and um, their families, their kids, you know, not being able to go to school and things like that. Well, you know, you just said that figure there, 80%, which sounds absolutely staggering. But then, I mean, particularly this year, as you've just touched on all those elements, there are so many reasons for concern. People, as you mentioned, they're worried about their businesses, their health, their family, they're isolated, they're alone. Um, I mean, what, what can we do in the face of all that, in the face of so much worry and uncertainty? There must be things, I imagine, that little steps that we can take that might help to sort of relieve some of those feelings of worry? Absolutely. Um, so the first thing is to accept that it is okay to not feel okay. Mm. Uh, and, and one of the you know, good things about um, you know, programs like yours is that it is um, giving permission to sort of be a bit more kind to themselves because normally we sort of have a sense that we need to be in control of everything. Obviously we, we are not in control um, we are reliant on a lot of other people and, and, and things. Um, so uh, just be kind, uh, you know, allow yourself to feel stressed, but also know that um, there are very simple things, uh, things which we used to do, but because of the change in situation, we've sort of um, um, get, needs to get back into a different rhythm. So for example, routine is absolutely important. So if we had a routine of going out to work and now we are stuck at home yeah. um, and, and if you're working from home, um, just make sure that you have, a, uh, you know, you do all the things which you would normally do before work. For example, you know, uh, getting ready, shower, um, wearing different clothes, um, making sure that your work environment is, is free from other distractions. Mm. Um, so. Other, other things like making sure that you have regular meals uh, and, and sort of balanced nutritional meals, uh, making sure that you're connecting with your friends and family um, through uh, Zoom or uh, telephone or, or Facebook, uh, making sure that you take physical exercise, um, which is very important, not just for physical health, but also mental health. 
making sure that you stick to a, a sleep routine. Uh, sleep is very important, um, you know, for both physical and mental health. Uh, making sure that you know it's easy to sort of um, use alcohol um, as a way to cope with stress, uh, but then that alcohol becomes uh, an additional problem. So ensuring that we sort of avoid um, or limit how much we drink um, alcohol. So these are things which, which, you know, just what we used to do, but we, we, we've stopped doing because things are different. Um, you know, uh, we, we just need to make sure that we keep doing the things which, which help us deal with day-to-day life. I think you're right. As you say, I think everything you've just listed there are things that, I mean, I know I, I certainly let routine slide in lockdown. Meals uh, became very sporadic and very unhealthy when we, we did eat them. Um, activity, all those things. It's amazing to me that all these physical elements can have such an impact on your mental health. I find that quite amazing. Yeah, we, we sort of tend to separate out uh, our physical from our mental health uh, lives. As if they're two separate things, but of course, you know. For example, you know, if I feel happy, I smile. Uh, you know, there's something physical happening because mentally I'm feeling something, and similarly, if I'm feeling sad, I might become tearful. So that's just a, a data example of how they're not two separate things. They happen. They're constantly yeah. interacting with each other. And you also touched on alcohol. I know that people often turn, um, in times of mental health difficulties, they turn to other things to either try and numb some of what they're feeling or to perhaps give themselves a lift. But as you've just said, it's very important that people recognise that, that that's a dangerous road to go down, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So we, we are seeing a rise in alcohol, um, cannabis um, and other drug use. Um, and uh, it's important to sort of people to recognize sometimes people don't even realize that um, you know it, these things can get out of hand um, people might start off thinking okay a, a few more drinks would be okay I've just I've had a very boring day or a tough day um, but then if it is every day uh, day after day then you realize actually it's not just that you're using it to cope it, it becomes uh, a necessity because with, without it, you might get physical symptoms of withdrawal. Mm. So you start drinking just to manage those withdrawal symptoms. Um, what about you? I'm, I'm very curious about how um, lockdown, particularly you know the first time round in March, where there's so much uncertainty. Um, and I'm guessing that you probably continued to work throughout that period. I'm, I'm curious about how you found lockdown. Were you able to practice what you preach in terms of putting in a good routine um, and keeping on top of things like activity and exercise or I mean did you have any struggles personally? Um, yes I did actually um, so I mean the good thing um, if you call it good thing is that um, I had to go out, go to work uh, so in, in terms of that I, I, I had a routine I, I continued yeah uh, but then work was very different so we couldn't sort of see face to face um, we had to wear a lot of PPE people were going off sick uh, or self-isolating because they had symptoms mm -hmm. um, so we were sort of you know uh, the number of people available to see patients were less um, and also you know uh, personally you know um, my husband's mother is in the high-risk category which means that I had to take extra precautions when I came back from work, uh, you know, sort of have a shower immediately, change my clothes and things like that, so that I don't sort of pass on any infection to my husband. Um, so what helped me is, 
uh, to routine. Uh, and also, um, so I meditate as a way to manage stress and um, I made sure that I uh, continue to meditate. Um, and, and we uh, took walks as a, as a, a couple um, and that just allowed us to sort of obviously take physical exercise, but also connect with each other, yeah. um, you know, uh, and that, that I think really helped us uh, cope as a family. I think meditation um, is one of those words, isn't it? That if you if you haven't done it before, you're not really familiar what it means. It can sound quite overwhelming. Like, where do you begin? But of course, meditation, I mean, maybe you could just give us an idea of, of how you practice it. But I understand it can just be sitting and being quiet with your thoughts for a minute, just focusing on your breathing. Yeah. So there are many different forms. Um, the, so the basic, most basic uh, version is, is about being with yourself um and allowing things to be because what a normal tendency is to change things you know um we want to um be in control uh, change the way we feel and constantly sort of um struggle against ourselves and and the the whole idea about meditation is let things be as they are so that's the fundamental principle so so for example if you're focusing on your breath let you know, breathe, let me, so you don't nearly have to do anything to breathe. You know, you we, normally we breathe without even thinking. Yeah. So when we focus on our breath, it's to let ourselves breathe without, and notice that actually every so often we want to control it. We want to increase uh, the way we breathe, uh, the uh, exhalation and inhalation. And, and when we do that, we, we notice actually we become tense. Uh, and and uh, meditation allows us to notice how our mind uh, works and how the mind and the body interact. Um, and and it, this gives us a better sense of, um, you know, okay, I don't have to struggle against this. I, I can just let, 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 let myself breathe um, and not try to control it. This then can spill out to other areas of your life. For example, um, you know, we, we sort of uh, try to sort of um, manage, uh, take responsibility for things which you're not responsible for. Uh, and if you sort of, uh, if you get that training in meditation, you can let go of things which, which are not really under your control. And of course, another really big um, thing that I think we're all missing in 2020 is connection. I mean, you know, if we're lucky, we, we live with people, we're able to work with people. Um, and thanks to things like FaceTime and, and Zoom, we're able to keep in much closer contact than we would have been had this all happened a number of years earlier. But in terms of that connection, I, I know people I, I've spoken to who've had mental health struggles, particularly in lockdown when they're not able to see their family and friends, they worry about speaking out to people. They don't want to put worry on somebody else's door by sharing their problems. But how important is it to be able to, to share that you are struggling? So um, one of the things we are very good at, we as in just as human beings, is that we sort of tend to um, overthink things. Um, and uh, it's only when we interact with other people uh, that we get a different perspective. Mm. Um, and uh, so for example, we might think, oh, if I, um, I don't want to put too much burden on my friend or my family um, and, you don't actually, we don't actually realize that that friend or family member wants you to tell them, you yeah. know, how you're feeling. 
uh, and then they can give you a, a sort of a, a, a better perspective or a, a different slant on things, which makes which might help you think. Okay, maybe I was worrying unnecessarily, or maybe uh, you know my my family member or friend uh, can help me if things do go wrong. Yeah, I think it's the old adage, isn't it, of a problem shared is a problem halved. It definitely, uh, everything feels a bit lighter and brighter once we share it with those nearest to us. I think that's really important to remember. Abby, if anybody is listening to this and they are having struggles at the moment, obviously we would encourage them to to speak to those around them. But if, they're, um, if their struggles seem to be a little more serious, if they think it would be good to talk to somebody, where would you recommend that, who would you recommend they reach out to? So, um... I work for um, Sheffield Health and Social Care, and we are the um, major mental health, NHS mental health organization providing uh, mental health services in the city. And we provide um, a service for um, anybody who's struggling uh, with the lockdown, with sort of fears about the virus, uh, with sort of changes in their, in their daily lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it's, uh, if you access our website, shse.co.uk um, slash here to help, um, you will find information about uh, anxiety, depression, uh, panic feelings, and, and a range of other symptoms. You can access information either by reading a leaflet or listening to an audio file. Um, or if you want um, to speak to a, a trained professional, you can uh, ring the number uh, on the website um, and um, you, can, you can access an online course. So for example, we, we run Coping with COVID course. It's a four week course, um, which many people have found really helpful to um, you know, implement the things we've just been talking about, all the helpful things which um, help us you know, cope with day-to-day life. Um, and if you want, um, you know, if you're struggling, uh, you know, if you need a one-to-one sort of um, therapy, then that is also available. Um, and if you're sort of in an emergency, if you're, if you're feeling in, in crisis, have thoughts of um, harm to yourself or suicide, then um, you, you can ring our uh, crisis number um, and, and seek uh, immediate help. That's great. Abby, thank you so, so much for coming on and speaking to us about all that today and wishing you a much better 2021. Thank you so much, Nick, for uh, having me here and wishing you and everybody in the city uh, happy mental health. Thank you.